What's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, Board to Death, a tabletop and board game podcast that hasn't been around in a while. Yeah, about that. About that. We've been here, just not, uh, just not recording stuff. Not really playing a whole lot until the last, like, two weeks, really. Yeah, it's been a weird couple months. But, uh, anywho, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, have this podcast and we talk about board games. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. I don't know ever how to make an intro not awkward. No. I, this is me in real life, too, so it's fine. It's like, hey, I'm John. This is how we interact with people in real life, so it's fine. That's yeah. why I figure it's it's fine. It's natural. It's strange to introduce yourself. Especially when, like, the people you're introducing yourself to aren't there. And you'll never know if they're there. It's true. I think about this a lot when we're in classes at the gym. How it's like I recognize these same people. Because they're small classes, right? There's only eight other people. Mm-hmm. But I only know, like, two people's names. Hopefully none of them listen. Yeah. Because now I just told them I don't know their names. We just told Kyle to listen, though. I know Kyle's name. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Hi. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, this is episode seven. We should probably have a lot more fucking episodes at this point, but uh, it's life we live, and um, I don't really and, care. And we don't owe you anything. No. As a matter of fact. Because podcasts are free, you scrub. If you want to contribute to our... Never mind. No, I'm just kidding. We should have an Amazon wish list. We should. Yeah, but then people would have to send us games on Amazon, and we already established ourselves as... Anti-Amazon for board games. Mm-hmm. If you need to, like, buy essential shit on Amazon, like, whatever. Do what you need to do. But don't buy board games on Amazon. It doesn't really even save you that much money. Nah. But, anywho, um, we haven't been here in a while. Um, we apologize, because I'm sure uh, a few people hit us up. was like, hey, uh, are you dead? No. Um, you still doing that thing called a podcast? Yep. Technically. Um, but we hit uh, kind of a wall. Which hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. The the times are weird that we're all living in, uh, pandemic and whatnot. So we're here to talk about gaming fatigue. And like a board game slump. Yeah, um, and how to kind of constructively take breaks in this really cool hobby that doesn't make you feel burnt out about coming back. Yeah, I think I, I started thinking about this because um, I listened to a different podcast about reading and they always talk about book slumps, where it's like you, even though you really like to read, you, you're you just struggling to find something that catches your interest. And I've been in a book slump for a while, and I was like, I think the same rules apply about yeah. being in a book slump versus being in a board game slump, so. And then you, like, you know, became like a fucking speed reader again, and you're gone through like a book a week. I know, it has been. It's been a little more than a book a week. I'm very well, proud of this. Well, when the end of 2019 and into 2020 started, uh, I was reading a few books here and there. I'm not as much of a, uh, just a straight-up novel reader as you, but I enjoy a plethora of comics as well. And I was excited because they started the new X-Men shit. I was like, this is going to be the year I buy the issues as they come out. And that's what I'm going to do because I'm really enjoying this. No trade paperbacks for you. And then everything shut down, and I have no idea where the fucking series is. <laughs> and at this point, who's to say? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? But, yeah, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about is, like, 
why the fatigue like, we're going to talk about the fatigue as in as it applies to board gaming but like really this could be applied to a lot of hobbies mm-hmm. that you have and you really shouldn't feel bad about like kind of taking a break or if it's like a, a break that just kind of if it's not fun anymore and it feels like you're dragging yourself sometimes you just need space yeah space from the things that you might like doing but it's just if it, if it feels like work then it's time for a break yeah, and as if we're not trying to beat a dead horse, but like a lot of this is because we don't get to interact with the same groups of people because of COVID bullshit. So having to get a, a whole lot of the same people to the table to be able to play things is so much more risky because mm. I don't know where the fuck you've been, Chad. Like, <laughs> Except you kind of do. Yeah. Considering yeah, work you, work, you work with him. But yeah, don't breathe on me. It's gross. <laughs> but yeah, and also not being able to get to your favorite shops because that blows too. A lot of places still are having these wonky... Mm-hmm. Like, the the hours are different. The The processes just to get in are different. You can't sit down at a, at a board game shop anymore. Yeah, I mean, like we've talked about in our... I think it was the anatomy of a board game shop. Part of the appeal is having space to sit down and bust open a game that they have and then maybe buy it. And like, that's... For us, that's always been part of the buying mm-hmm. process, part of the research portion, if you will. Yeah. And we can't do that now. I don't even want to think, like, because we go to the same board game convention every year, and I don't, like, we missed it this year. Well, everyone did. I don't think it happened. Yeah, but, like, it didn't happen this year, and it's, like, up in the air for next year. So, a lot of the same stuff mm-hmm. applies. Like, we go to this um board game convention called uh, Unpub, and it's all about playtesting games that have come out from like big publishers or that are about to come out from big publishers or people that are just making DIY board games mm-hmm. and just like that's just trying not, to get some feedback and that might not happen for a while. So excuse me, beer burps, um, <laughs> being able to, being able to do stuff like that is kind of a bummer and can be like, ah, maybe I want to kind of back off for a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I think when all, when the when we were first kind of trapped inside, we would just like played board game after board game after board game, and we were just like, we were on eleven, from a scale of one to ten, and we just we did it a lot, and there wasn't anything else to do. If yeah, we're being we, honest, well, we burned through a lot of TV. Yeah, I mean, we just reached the end this week of Guy's Grocery Games. Well, the I'm end is sure, loose. Okay, well, we reached the end of everything that's on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu betrayed us. Hulu has betrayed us, and honestly, I just don't know what comes after this now. I, I feel like there's a little bit of a another dark void yeah. in front of us of what do we do now? <laughs> Might be TV? able to find them on YouTube and get our fix that way. God, watch ads forever. To get to Hulu. Sugar what Daddy Bob pays for our ad-free Hulu, so. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. But a lot of uh, the fatigue of of gaming slumps comes from managing your attention span. Playing too many games, uh, I feel, that require a lot of, like, extended period of table time, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're... We have, like, one legacy game, right? And we played through it a little bit. But I feel like... And, and this could be different for other people, but I feel like bringing the same thing that requires you to come to the table time and time and time again can be really exhausting. It feels a little daunting, right? It's a little intimidating to be like, I'm never going to get through this, even though like you want it to last a long time, but you're also a little, 
I don't know. I don't know what the word is for that. You're like, I, I, it, you want it to last because you want to get your money worth, your money's worth, but you also like, oh my God, I'm never going to get to the end. Yeah. I know. That's why like we, we talked uh, with friends about like Gloomhaven and whatnot. And like, to me, that's, it's just something that doesn't work for our gaming taste. But. I'm trusting your judgment on that because your judgment and our other friends' judgment because I actually know very little about that, but I trust you. Yeah. I also like thinking about that. Sometimes the extensive setup and breakdown of games, like if it's going to take 40 minutes just to set it up, sometimes that can get real aggravating. Even, um, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but we were we played Euphoria the other day. And I love Euphoria. Even with two people, I think it's it's a good time. But sometimes just getting all those damn pieces on the table is a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of it is just like, because Euphoria takes up so much space on mm-hmm. a table and being able to like dump shit here and there and allocating the space. And for just the two of us, it can be just like, okay, fuck it. Just bust out a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Or like, peel yourself from the chair back to the couch. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, other things, you know, if the if the rules are too heavy or, like, if it's just one person who's kind of kind of leading the way, it can feel like a lot, especially when there's just two of us, right? Sometimes if you know the rules better to something and you're teaching me, it's both exhausting for you to teach it to me and also for me to sit there and listen to you explain it. Yeah, and also, like, there is that one friend in a group who always ends up being, like, the person who's better at teaching people and explaining rules. And <laughs> we, it, you know who you are in a friend's group. Thank you so much. But yeah, like a lot of that can be just, oh, do I really have to sit down and bust this rule book open and feel mm-hmm. obligated to just kind of be like, okay, well, fuck it. Yeah, that can be exhausting. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, change of scenery, right? Um, when you're, uh, uh, switching up the types of games you play can be less exhausting. Um. What do you mean? Like, mechanics-wise, right? So, if you, I feel like we, we for a long time, fell in a trap of, like, we really like dice stuff. And <laughs> everything that we were buying was dice stuff. Yeah, that was mostly you. Yeah, and like, it's like, oh, well, if you play a really good dice game and it just feels right and everything else and just like, oh, well, you want the next game to be just as good of an experience as you had and it wasn't. And it's just like, mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah, I mean, even sometimes we we have that in when we're just sitting at the table for the night, right? Is like, what kind of mood are we in? Do we want more, you know, resource gathering and spending or do we want to like luck of the draw cards this shit. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to like how much brain power do you want to use mm-hmm. in playing stuff? Because it's not always just like, it doesn't really always come down to like the setup or the theme. Sometimes it, it can come down to like how much effort do you want to put into something? Because it's like, we've had it time and time again where it's like something like Euphoria where you have to strategize and see what you're, you have to like kind of anticipate your what your opponent's doing. Versus like, oh, we'll just play a card game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in the last uh, month in particular, before we picked up some of our heavier games, we were just sitting playing cards for like hours. Yeah. We were just playing the same card game 
over and over and over again because we wanted to do something that wasn't in front of the TV, but like, I didn't actually want to open up a rule book or like yeah, yeah. have to think that hard about it. Really, I think it, it probably came down to a lot of strategy things, right? Like that requires a lot of brain power. And I don't know about everybody else, but I sitting in front of my computer for at least eight hours every day starts to feel like a lot of brain power after a while, even if it hasn't been that rough of a day. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I just don't want to think and I want to play with whatever's in my hand and then we'll see what comes we'll see what comes next. I can't think six steps ahead because that's what I have to do all day at work. So there's an inappropriate joke in there for all of us. Why don't you just say it? Dicks. Um, so even if you're um Who invited you? Even if you're playing a lot of the same mechanics, like we were talking about dice and whatnot, uh just changing the theme might be cool enough too. Like, we have a lot of, we've gotten into, like, buying a lot of, like, nature-y stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the blame for that, for the but most I'm, part. I'm not opposed. No, I know. I'm not saying you're opposed. Um, remember, I think a while, one of the first things in the first episode, maybe we were talking about, like, themes, or no, it was our themes episode, things we gravitate towards. And I don't think I realized up until, like, the last, like, month that really I think my theme is nature. If it's animals or, like... The national parks. Foresty shit. Foresty things. Pretty flowers. And maybe maybe I'm uh, overcompensating for not being a real big outdoorsy person to begin with. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Sometimes art is better than reality, right? It's like, oh. There's no bugs when I play, the, when I play parks. There's no bugs bothering me. And if there are, it's in my house and it's my responsibility to take care of them. Also, we got really ambitious at the start of this pandemic shit and thought we were going to plant a garden. And we bought the dirt and everything else. We are going to plant a garden, per se. We were going to take care of the front of the house. Yeah. We were going to just make it look pretty. It got hot as balls out. Yeah, then it got too hot. Mm. I don't belong outside when, it's this, when it was that hot. Yeah. We'll put Maybe the... I'll do it before the fall. Yeah, can't put any flowers down, though. That's fine. It's going to be a dirt patch. Whatever, it was weeds before, so I call that an improvement. That's fair. Um, yeah, and then moving back to basics, like we were just saying, just sometimes you don't want to think about anything. Just bust out some cards. One of the, one of our favorite uh, card games that we've learned from a friend is called Golf. And it's literally just trying to... Everybody plays with six cards in front of you, and you're trying to get the lowest score at the mm-hmm. end of a hand. And it's a lot of like... It's just luck. It's luck and matching, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I think we'd all, we'd played before, just with a separate, just like different names, different variations, but it came back, and then that's all we were doing for a good while. Because it takes a while to play yeah, the game, so. there's 18, 18 holes? 18, I think you played nine. Because you can have nine holes. Or 18 for Or golf. 18. Yeah. Because remember... Our friend said was calling it baseball because there are nine. Oh yeah, because the rounds. innings. Um, so we said nine innings. Uh, but then the point was to have the lower score, and we were like, "There, mm, baseball, higher score wins." You're half right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Totes. Um, a a lot of the fatigue comes from the lack of anything else to do, right? So. I feel like just just playing board games over the past few months has been exhausting just because, like, as it's getting... It's been... 
we went through like the fluctuations with this shit weather here in uh in Baltimore where it's been so ungodly hot we couldn't do anything else outside. Mm-hmm. That's the start of the pandemic stuff. It was just getting warmer, so it was still too cold to do anything outside. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, buy a whole bunch of board games, have fun, you know, take this time to be inside and do stuff. And that got old fast. Yeah, it did. So. Yeah, so really, you know, we started, we started we've been doing a lot of different things to take breaks, I think, from board games. Uh, my personal favorite pandemic thing that we started doing that I'm actually more sad that we weren't doing it before is I bought a, like, $17 sprinkler on Amazon. And then I bought these two chairs from... I had to search all over because Amazon was sold out. Target was sold out to, for these... Uh, what do they call them? A zero-gravity chair? Yeah. I was like, like this is bullshit. But old I got, people chairs. 100%. Uh, I got two chairs for $30, and they are very comfortable. So I set the sprinkler up outside, and I let the sun give me its heat. Bake you. Yep. And uh, I brought the music outside, let the sprinkler cool me down, and I sat and drank a beer in the backyard a handful of Saturdays in a row. It was great. Mm -hmm. Best pandemic purchase. And then the rain came. And then the rain came (laughs) um, for every Saturday and Sunday. For about six weeks. For yeah. what felt like ever. Mm. I was like, where, where did you go, son? And now we're almost into the fall, so. And now it's September, so fuck me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I think I got my uh, $17 worth on that sprinkler. That's yeah, so. really not that bad. No. It'll get hot bad. in November again. We bust it out. Like you said, n- enjoy the big fiery ball in the sky. And I did. Oh, my the show outline. Yep. I, got, I was very tan, which is rare for me. So yeah. it was nice. I don't tan. And I'm also over paranoid about burning my tattoos. I didn't burn. Yeah, but I, I always I always burn. I know. You've you... seen me put on like SPF 5000 and still torch. Yes, I have. It's not my fault. Um, Yeah, you've been doing a lot of reading. I've been getting back into comics. Re- recently, I've been getting back into reading. I think that's important. It's only been like three weeks yeah. of being back into reading. It's still three books in three weeks. That's impressive. I read four books. Thank you. Well, fuck you, I guess. I that's don't know. I said more than one a week. Yeah. I'm trying to get through The Walking Dead again. I've picked it up and put it down <laughs> forever now. And now I'm like halfway through Compendium Book One, which is like one of those thick-ass comics that's like heavy enough to use as a home defense weapon. Mm-hmm. That thing's a big fucking book. Yeah. And it's like almost inconvenient to read because it's uncomfortable to hold. It's heavy. And, if, and, you know, trying to sit in the couch and read it, it's really uncomfortable yeah but somehow i've fallen asleep every day this week on the couch attempting to read it yeah no shit yeah my bad it's not annoying at all nope and then maybe just give a you know a loved one friend let them know give them a call let them know you're still around <laughs> maybe maybe no promises i probably just get back into gaming uh <laughs> but also i mean we we've made some pretty valid attempts at being outdoorsy people all things considered big strides i think for where we were we've gone on a few hikes yeah you know it's just a different way to spend time and we usually start the day off before a hike with a bagel which helps both of us yeah just morale wise Mm -hmm. and then after the hike we make a stop for some good coffee and you know what we decided that's a good way to spend a morning yeah then maybe come back and play a board game yeah sometimes i'm trying (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> not during this this random span of time, but in theory, yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of gym time. Because our gym opened back up, and it's less scary to go to the gym than the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of our gym. We've we've said it to a lot of people, actually. Yeah. Since, since, since they opened back up, I'm pretty much there all the time, because it's the only place I go other than Trader Joe's at this point, so... Yeah, and while we've been in our board gaming slump, I became a, a, an official Certif- certified spin instructor. So yeah, I've done. Well, bad bitch. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to call myself. It's a bad bitch. Yeah. I know. I know you know. I can't. Like, if I call you a bad bitch, it just sounds wrong. Yeah, no, I didn't. That, that's why you didn't do it. Yeah, go me. <laughs> Gold star for the bare minimum. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, but moral of the story is, uh, find other shit you like to do. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel bitch. Well, th- I think that's why I feel bad sometimes. It's because we've just spent so much money on this hobby, and to like shun it for a little while, you feel like you've. I wouldn't say we shunned it. We just chose other things for a little while. Yeah. You're letting you were letting the board games in the house give you guilt. Mm-hmm. Just like I told you how I felt bad about all the books on my shelf that I hadn't actually read until recently. But that's silly. The board games don't have feelings. Yeah, but my wallet does. Well, that's why we didn't buy that much. <laughs> that's fair. We didn't... Compared to the, the spending we were on for a little while uh, with buying board games, I'd say this summer is the least we've ever spent on board games. Yeah. But yeah, also the most amount of time we've spent playing board games. Yeah. My, I mean, including the little bit of a slump, but, you know. I'm just saying, you don't need to feel guilty. We already spent the money. It's not like they're going to take them back. Yeah, they're not touching that shit. Yeah. Although some of them are, like, doing trades and stuff like that, and just like, ah, that just, seems gross right now. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Sorry. Don't, don't touch stranger stuff right now. Please. Also, go get a flu shot. I think this might be the first year I get a flu shot. Wow, admitting that to, to the public space. Well, yeah. That's all, yeah, it's all this. On record. Yeah, whatever. John Coliani. I never had the flu, okay? It's not real. Um, <laughs> also, when in doubt, cut it out. Um, you know, uh, you can Marie Kondo the fuck out of your games and just pass them off to some people that maybe you trust to give your belongings to in a kind of gross world we live in and be like, hey, I think I'm, I think I am, uh, I'm done with this. You know, just kind of, Give it to somebody else. Um, yeah, uh, we had I, we had a handful of people who um, asked to borrow games pre-pandemic, and actually, I said you can borrow it. And here's some other games that your friends might like. The catch is you have to keep those other two games, mm-hmm. and you have to give me the other one back when this is all over. <laughs> I want the one back, but you keep those two because we're not interested. I don't even remember the one that we got rid of. I think we got rid of Munchkin. Was it? We got rid of some other ones too, but Munchkin I think was for sure in there because don't like it. Yeah, we tried it and it's not. And for I us. mean, also it's three players, so there's only two of us. Sure are. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, just being able to clear out the space and not feel like this, not feel bad again about the stuff that you have that you're not playing. Because I feel like we have our fair share of stuff that we just don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of the stuff that I bought and I shouldn't have. 
that's usually it. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Dark Souls, you big bitch. <laughs> you big bitch. That game is, the box is too big. Everything, there's like seven boxes. How can you even just say one box? There's well, the 8, other, well, I kickstarted it like an idiot and the boxes kept showing up to fuck with me. That's yeah. all they kept doing. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. Never so. fails. So yeah, don't don't feel bad about not playing stuff for a while. It just goes with everything. It just it is okay. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm telling myself that. I think you are more than anybody else. Yeah. And then hopefully somebody heeds my advice. Yeah, and I think like if you if you have this uh, weird guilt feeling that John is describing that I don't understand, I'd say that the something you can do is like play one of the games that like gets you excited. About playing board games or, like, why you, one of the games that you first played and were first like, this is cool. This is a thing. I like this. That could be a good way to get out of it. True. And when this is all said and done, we are definitely going to bring Dead Panic to the table because that game keeps kicking our ass as two players. Yeah, it's Somebody not bad else for has to two come players. Back. No. It's, really it's no fun with two players at all. Yeah. I felt very defeated. Yeah. It Fucking was no zombies. fun. Zombies everywhere. Everywhere. Rude. So, yeah, that's our little rant about uh, gaming fatigue. I know we usually go on longer about stuff with our episodes, but, you know, yeah, that's it. That's where we've been. I feel like this has just kind of been a, a memorandum of, hey, we're still here and we still like board games and <laughs> we haven't been burnt out seven episodes into a podcast that we were very excited about <laughs> launching. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I think um, in the theme of this episode, no, you know, normally we, we end with what we're playing, which we'll talk about too, but um, I think we're going to add in what else we are, what video games and what books we've been reading. Yeah, case, like if, what else we've been, hey, hey, where have we been for two months? It's like, oh, yeah, this is what we've been doing. Well, you said you've been reading The Walking Dead. Yeah. Have you been reading anything else? I can't remember. Uh, a while back I read the... Um... Uh, the X-Men um, House of uh, M series, which was really cool. It's all about like time travel and all the X-Men dying and shit like that. Really cool. Nice. And then I started re-watching The Walking Dead, kind of in rhythm of where I am in the comic. Oh, really? I didn't realize you were doing that. No, I, I kind of just put it on in the background at work, where I'm not supposed to be doing any of that stuff. Sure. So. Makes sense. Hey, I don't do any of that at work. Just kidding. It's all for comedic effect. Ah. <laughs> Jokes. Is that funny to you, Mr. Quigliani? <laughs> um, yeah, so, like I said, I, I read, I've been reading a lot of books, but I kind of alternate between, like, horror books or kind of scary books into, like, sci-fi kind of books, then to, like, young adults, and then to, like, some weird, like, 25 to 35-year-old woman weird drama that... None of it makes any sense, if we're being honest. I don't... I like nature games. I don't have the same kind of theme with my books. Mm -mm. But I'd say one of my favorite books, though, that I read in the last month was a book called Home Before Dark. I think that was the title. Um, where, basically, there's uh, this this guy, this, this... Or, excuse me, there's this woman. Her dad dies. Her dad wrote a book about this house that was seemingly haunted... When, that they lived in when they were a child, or when she was a child. He died, left the house to her. She went back to the house to try and see if it was actually haunted, and it's very spooky. That sounds cool. It's a good book. I recommend it for sure. 
very fast to read because it's very interesting. It goes back and forth between the book that the dad wrote and then her actually telling the story. So you're not quite sure if what he wrote is true. Ah. So it's very good. Cool. Walking Dead's about zombies and people dying. Really? I had no idea. It's not a cultural phenomenon or anything. Nah. I still haven't watched a single episode, though, so. (laughs) (laughs) The show's okay. Zombies aren't really my thing. Mm. Unless we're playing Dying Light in the video game, though. Dying Light's great. And um, what was the other one you were playing? Dead Island. Yeah, until they took it off Game Pass and then put it back on Game Pass. Pass. I don't care anymore. That's true. That's, that was rude of Game Pass to do that to me. I was really invested in this game. And then they took it away. And then four months later, like, I'm just kidding. Fuck you. I'm not playing anymore. I was killing zombies on the beach. It was great. It's the only time you got to the beach. It's the only time I got to the beach. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And I'm also playing. Well, I've been playing more video games than you mm-hmm. recently just because of. I hopped back into Overwatch last weekend. I hadn't played Overwatch in a long time because we hadn't played because a bunch of, there's just a bunch of trolls, just a bunch of people living on the internet trying to tell them how much they owned noobs and shit. It became, it's a very toxic place at this point. Well, Overwatch was one of the games that we, like, when we first started, full disclosure, we have, like, Two 42-inch 4K TVs mounted side-by-side in our basement. Everything... <laughs> We're cool. Two Xboxes. Everything's hard-lined. It's a great life. Don't... Just... Paul, this is why you don't have kids. <laughs> just, that's that's for you, Paul. Anyway. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was playing... I was I was making sure you were done. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, just like Overwatch is like one of those games that we first got into as uh, as people gaming together. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch is one of the first games that got me into playing video games. And so I played it. All of our friends had quit playing it for so long. And we just went in hard. Like crackheads. Uh, on Overwatch for like, a long time. It, it became almost like a, just like a nervous tick. It's, it's like, like, what, oh, are, what we are we doing do? tonight? Uh, what are we doing uh, tonight? Overwatch. 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 Uh, yeah, and so I was like, you know what? I don't have anything else to play. John's playing Dark Souls for the thousandth fucking time on the planet and i'm i'm this is this is the that's too far into nerd culture even for me um that's for all of you who are playing that game right now um yeah and so i went into overwatch and literally i was in arcade mode which is supposed to be the place where everyone goes for fun the casual place yes the casual play it's not supposed to be serious it's where everybody goes in theory for a good time and i was in my first match in like seven months at least doing terribly and literally some asshat messages me and was like, why you gotta suck so bad? Or some shit like that. And I was like, is this for fucking real right now? Like, I'm in arcade mode. In a mode where it gives you, where it assigns you a random character to play. So it was giving me all the bad ones and this guy is messaging me. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed guy. Because I don't think girls do that. Nah, probably not. Just generally speaking. I assume that this person was a dude. Yeah. And then you're just like, man, I wish I miss board games. <laughs> <laughs> it was very entertaining. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I did play Overwatch. I went back for one night. And then last night you said, do you want to play Overwatch? And I said, are you out of your mind? No, I don't want to play Overwatch, especially with you. Yeah. I get a little worked up. Just a little bit. Yeah. And then I just started playing uh, Wasteland 3, which is <clears throat> a very daunting third-person turn-based action game on Xbox post-apocalyptic. It's interesting, but 
Yeah. I think that's what we've been doing in terms of... Uh, Video games and mm-hmm. reading. And um, we also we added a few new games to our collection in the last two months. I think we discussed it. Um, we or we got Deep Vents, the new game from Red Raven, new-ish. I think it was a new print. I don't think okay. it was new. It just it, they hadn't re, they hadn't released enough copies yet. Okay. Well, either way, it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um. It's pretty cool. So it's all about like the deep ocean, which I'm horrified of. Full stop. Yeah. Even while we're playing it, he's reading about these creatures and is like, we have to Google what this thing actually looks like, fucking and we gnarly. have a fucking science lesson in the middle. Yeah, but uh, it's pretty cool. You're uh, each. Um, Collecting hexagonal tiles to add to your ecosystem, your underwater ecosystem. And based on where you place the hexagonal tile on your board, it creates different chain reactions um, to collect either different kinds of income or uh, build up different uh, currencies or defenses. And then you can attack your opponent. But you're building up to get this certain kind of currency. The person with the most currency at the end of the game wins. Yep. Played over what? Eight rounds? I think it's eight rounds, yeah. You start, it's a nine-tile ecosystem. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. played over eight rounds. Pretty quick, but mm-hmm. super strategic. Yeah, it's it's definitely a quick game and super strategic. I'd say the biggest learning curve in the game is understanding what every symbol means on, on each tile. Because yeah. each tile has what happens if you're going to grow the tile versus if you're going to, like, use its ability. And, like, the symbols get real muddled really quickly so um we've played it like three times i think at this point and i literally keep the rule book open the entire time because i still forget what they mean that and it's just like all the different combinations you could string together just good to have that open in general Mm -hmm. but just through continuously playing it that's not something that would uh oh it's not be too daunting no but i'm just saying it's your first playthrough you're gonna need some extra time yeah uh, and then a couple brand new recent games that we picked up last week. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is Sushi Roll, which is, if you've ever played Sushi Go, it's a uh, card collecting game. Set uh, A set, set collecting mm-hmm. uh, and set building game. And uh, essentially you're, it's a, a, a take and pass uh, game that plays through a series of rounds. And you take one, you have like ten cards in your hand. You take one, you pass the nine to your left. Mm-hmm. All, and you keep doing that over and over again until there's no cards left. Sushi Roll does that, but with dice. And it has like an interesting like re-roll and swap mechanic. And and it's um, part of the appeal to me of Sushi Go is how friggin' cute it is. The little sushi have eyes. It's so adorable. Um, and then Sushi Roll is very similar, except... Uh, you the dice that you pass around sit on this little conveyor belt, just like if you were at like a one of the sushi restaurants where you just pull the little plates off the conveyor belt that spins around. It's so damn cute. Yep, and then you take stuff off the conveyor onto like your personal mat, like that would be where you're eating. It'd your be sushi. like your table. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's so cute. It's a really it's a really cheap game, and um, like sushi go and sushi roll. They're both really cheap um, and really easy to teach other people. So it's a game we take when we're trying to keep things a little more cash. Yeah. And the components are really nice. More component snobs. You know that. Yeah. I, I'd i say the components in Sushi Roll and Sushi Go are fine. I mean, Sushi 
they, they both, for introductory games, are better than most. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the dice are kind of plasticky, but, like... But, yeah, the effort of, like, building the theme, I yeah. think, kind of supersedes that. Yeah, I'm just so. saying, in terms of components, it's not the most... They're not the greatest components we have. Well, fine. Yeah, get out of here. But, yeah, then the the other game we bought this week um, is called uh, Mariposas. We haven't played it yet. Um, I'm very excited about it. It's by um, Elizabeth Hargrave? I'm trying to think about what the name says on the box. It's the same uh, person who designed Wingspan. Um, yeah, and so basically what you're trying to do in this game is um, follow the path of uh, what the path that butterflies take every year on their migration patterns. And so um, Elizabeth Hargrave, I was right. Look at that. I'm proud yeah. of me. Um, and like I said, we haven't played it yet, so like I don't have, I kind of forget all of it. Uh, but they, the monarch butterflies travel uh, from Mexico to uh, North America and then fly back. Um, and so basically you're trying to basically follow their path and gather points. And like I said, we haven't played it yet. Uh, our friend Casey has uh, already played it and said it was great and very strategic. But the box and the components are gorgeous. So I can't wait to bust it out. Yeah, you said it was by the same people as Wingspan, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that... That looks really cool, and it goes with your whole nature streak. Yeah, exactly. The box is friggin' beautiful. There's just monarch butterflies on the whole damn thing. Yeah. And the board is like a map. I love nature, and you know I love a good map. Yeah. This is like the perfect game for me. Yeah. I love maps. Well, maybe we should finally bust out Eldritch Horror then. What the hell does that have to do with anything? It has a world map. Like a big world map you travel around. What are we gonna play Risk next? Like yeah, maybe it's a fucking map. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Pandemic has a map. Yes, it does have a Ticket map. Ticket to Ride is a map. Now I'm just naming games with maps. Yeah, good story. What else I got? I Small World is also a map, but it's not a real map. Yeah. <laughs> we like uh, Small World's one of those games that we bought that we only played a few times. I don't think it was for us. Mm-mm. It's very competitive. I think that's why it was... Uh, well, also, you bought it uh, for my birthday um, the year that you were proposing, so it kind of took a backseat to the, the main event. Well, I did, give, I did give you some decoy presents. Yeah, I know. You didn't fool me, though, when you gave me earrings. I know what the earring box versus a ring box. You can't fool me. Yep. Nice try. I suck. And here we are. <laughs> Pretty much. Four years later. What do you want from me? I don't know. You already gave me a ring, so it's fine. That's fair. So, yeah, um, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been uh, another fun-filled and informative episode. <laughs> fun-filled and informative. I don't know what, like, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like being, I'm, I'm excited about board games, but, like, I don't get super excited about a whole lot of stuff. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> We're trying here, okay? We have fun doing these things, I swear. And if you play board games with us in the future, it's it's fun. Yeah, I mean, well, now, I mean, one of the things that we have also been using to take up some time in the last six weeks is that baseball came back. And uh, when we're done with this, we're going to go get ready to watch some more baseball. Oh, is they playing tonight? Yeah, it's on oh. Friday night. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. 
Wow. It's like you don't even care. Yeah. To this empty stadium. God, those cardboard fucking people in the stands are horrifying. They are pretty terrifying, yeah. Can this year just fucking eat it already? I mean, the doesn't matter. Nope. 2021. Doesn't matter either. Yeah, so you guys can find us all on the internet. Uh, we live on Instagram for the most part at Board to Death Podcast. That's a cool place where you post pictures of our cats and me generally giving the middle finger in the background of most pictures you post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've been doing time lapse uh, videos yeah. of a lot of the stuff that we, um, a lot of the more tactile stuff and things that move around on the board and look super cool. We've been doing that. So if you guys have a, a board game that you see in our collection on Board to Death Podcast dot com. If you guys see a board game that we have that you want us to do a time-lapse uh, video of, hit us up. You guys could email us or shoot uh, shoot some comments on wherever we post this shit. Send, uh, send me a message on the Instagram. Yeah, on the gram. On the gram. That's what we do it for. I do it all for the gram. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, boarddiddispodcast.com. We're also there. We post the episodes there. But we're also on... Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music. It's just podcast, the podcast app. It, it's not Apple Music. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not Apple Apple Music anymore. It's not iTunes. It's not Apple. It's not Apple Music. It's the podcast app. Yeah, it's Apple Podcast. I do this really, every it, fucking time. It actually really bothers me that some of the podcasts I listen to say you can still find them on iTunes. No, you can't. Yeah. Because that's not a thing. Yeah. My bad. No, I'm just saying. Stop you said yelling! You said Stop Apple yelling music. at me! You said Apple Music, which I isn't did. even a little bit it's right. Not even right. At least iTunes was old, right? Yeah. Well, you can follow me at Jersey John because I'm such a grandpa when it comes to the internet. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Apparently. And then, yeah, I don't know if you want to give out. You I know, mean, mine is Kayla underscore Co. Yeah. Underscore because somebody else already had Kayla Co. Motherfuckers. I know. When this pandemic's gonna end, we can wait in a. Poor little parking lot for them. I don't even know where they live. We could wait and watch. <laughs> Their account's private. They'll figure it out. Fuckers. I already looked. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And remember to vote. This is how we roll. Peace. Peace.